we ask that uh, by an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that you would bless us, that you would be among us, that you would connect with us and equip us to be your workers in this world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
And now let us worship our God with our morning offering. Let us pray. God, as we gather to worship, not only do we come together as the body of Christ, but the gifts that we give come together to be your representation in this world. Whether that is if we give here in worship or online or, or in various ways, our gifts are a witness. And they give witness to the work you're doing here at First United Methodist and your presence in this world. So we pray, dear God, that you bless this witness, that you guide us in its use, and that you multiply it for the coming of your kingdom. And we also pray, dear God, that you bless us in ministry, that you help us to be more like you, that you forgive our sins, be with us, be with those on our heart that we bring today, the sick, the hurting, the mourning, and the struggling, and continue to be a guide and a light for us in this world, for our lives, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, and for those who need you in a mighty way today, dear God. This we ask in the name of Christ. Amen. Says in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every? again just who I am because I need to
children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. So, today is our final Sunday with the sermon series, Get in the Game. And this week, we're going to look at a position well played. Uh-oh. Today is not my day, apparently. So we're going to look at position well played. We all have a role to play in the church, and we each have a job to do. Just like on the football field, we have a position, and that position is important to making the church come together. We are the body of Christ, and from what we bring together in our positions, we fit together to be the church. I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 14. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 14. Hear now the good news. Now there are varieties of gift, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to the another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy to another discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one in the same spirit who allots to each one individually just as the spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word And it's a reminder that we are all gifted and equipped to serve in some way. God, as we apply this to our lives and look to this passage, I pray that the meditation of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now, what if the scripture that I just read to you was translated into football language? How would it read if Paul were, instead of using an illustration of the body, were using an illustration of football? It would go something like this. Now, there are a variety of positions to be played on the football field. 
But it's the same team under one coach, and one coach is guide and leader of all. Everyone is given the ability to play the game, but the abilities are for the team. Under one coach, not for self-glory. One can play quarterback, one can be kicker, one can be center, one can catch the ball, one can run with the ball, one can stop someone running with the ball. Each one is given an ability, and that ability is cultivated for the common and greater good. Though there are many positions to be played, it is still one team with a common goal of winning the game. All people are different with varying abilities. No player is the same, and not every player can play every position. But it is still one team working together for the team under the leadership of one coach. While it is interesting to look at this scripture, if it had been written to a football team, with that kind of metaphor in mind, we know that it was not. Paul wrote this with a metaphor that was common and applicable to the people of his time, and that was the body. He is saying that we are all gifted and equipped, and just as our anatomy works together to come together to create us, so do our gifts come together to be the body of Christ. This is from Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, and he's instructing them about their spiritual gifts, how none is more important than the other, and how all are valuable in being the church. None would work well without the others to support. And for the church to be the church, it needs all the positions, all the variety of gifts to be the best church it can be. For the church to be at its greatest, it needs everyone working together. And everyone working together makes the church great. We all have a position to play. Now, some of you may have met my sister-in-law when she came to worship here at First United Methodist Church about six weeks ago. She was in town and she came to the tradition service, but her and my nephew and niece were here. Now, what you may not know about my sister-in-law is that her husband, my brother-in-law, played in the NFL. He was a 12th round draft pick for the New England Patriots and he came from Boston College back in the day when Boston College was in its heyday and very good. In fact, David likes to obnoxiously brag about the time that he played at Legion Field and Boston College beat Alabama. Now it has been decades since David played the game, but he is still a big guy. There is something about him that looks like an offensive lineman. Now, I vividly remember when David and Michelle were married. David asked Rob, my husband, to be one of the groomsmen in the wedding. Now, the other groomsmen were his NFL buddies, people that played on the line with him. You know where this is going for Boston College. And some of them were still playing football, professional football at the time. So you know Rob, he's average height and average weight. He's just a normal looking guy. But compared to others in this wedding party, he was a munchkin. 
true story. When the ph wedding photographer was making uh, pictures of the wedding party, he took the men to the stairwell and had Rob stand on a step so he would look like the same height as all the other groomsmen and not look so odd. Rob did not fit in with that group. And it's not that he's not talented and gifted, but that made me realize that Rob could never play professional football. But he's good at many things that perhaps those people that were there that were groomsmen were not. I mean, he is a great supporter of me in, in ministry. He is the perfect clergy spouse. He's a great girl dad. He is compassionate. He is kind. He is, is very patient and laid back. He took wonderful care of his mother as, as she was dying. You know, all these are wonderful gifts. But I am under no illusion that he could play professional football. We all have gifts to use. And not every gift can be used in every place. You know, we may not have gifts that, that fit in every arena. But we have gifts that make us special. Gifts that make us great. Not all people have the ability to play football, especially at the level of my brother-in-law. Even my brother-in-law, who was a great offensive lineman, could not be a running back or a kicker. He is gifted and skilled in one area. So we all have that empowerment, that equipping, that gifting and skill. You, to play a particular position, you not only have to be gifted for the game, but you also have to be gifted for that particular area. Well, the good news is for you is that we are all gifted and equipped. Maybe not for every area, but we all have spiritual gifts that God has given us to serve in the church. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God has given us gifts to be the church. All of those gifts are not the same, but all of them are important and needed in the church. All of them are vital as we try to live as First United Methodist Church in the world. The ministry of the church is about all of us taking our various giftings and equippings to be the church as the body of Christ. And when you think about it, all the positions are important, even in football. The experience is just not about what is happening on the field. It takes a lot of people to make the football game experience occur. For example, what would the football team be without the band? Or cheerleaders, they get the crowd excited. What would the football team be without the coaches and the trainers and the ball boys and the water boys? What would the football team be without the concession stand workers? Have you ever been to a football game when it was really hot and you needed a, a drink from the concession stand? And then there are the fans. The fans make the experience great. It takes all of those parts working together to be the football game experience. One of those parts goes missing and it is not the same. All of those are vital. It takes more than a few players on the field to make the game great. 
And it takes all of us here to make ministry great at First United Methodist Church. And there's a place for you to use your talents and gifts, no matter what they are. Your talents, your gifts are needed in many and various ways. And the ways you have been gifted are an important part of how we work as a church. Now, people in previous appointments have said to me, no one's asked me to serve, to use my talents in the church. I don't think I'm that important because nobody wants me to serve. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you feel that way, I am asking you to serve right now. I am telling you that we, the body at First United Methodist Church, want your talents. We want you to be connected and involved, and we want you to use your God-given gifts to serve the Lord. So the next question people say is, where, where do I start? How do I figure out where I am gifted to serve? Well, in football, it usually takes a coach to evaluate folks to, to see where they're best fit with their natural uh, and physical attributes. In the church, it can start with something as simple as a spiritual gift inventory. Now, a spiritual gift inventory looks at your abilities, uh, your likings, where you feel called to, and helps you relate to a specific area of service in the church according to the biblical spiritual gifts. And we have one for you. Uh, from umc.org, we have that connected with our webpage. If you look at the weekly sheet with a calendar for the week, there's a QR code that you can scan and find a spiritual gift survey. You can go on the app, and it is linked there. And if you're not technologically savvy, I will help you take the spiritual gift survey, or a, a staff member of this church will. You can find out how you're gifted, and the staff can help you find a place to serve. And while that is an effective tool for finding our spiritual gifts, I believe the most effective tool is prayer and discernment. Just praying, God, where can I serve? How can I help you? Where do you need me? I believe if we seek God, God will open doors in the church and in our lives to find a place to serve. He might use other people. He might use opportunities. Pray over the church newsletter. Pray over the website. Connect with a staff member. God will lead you to a place where you are needed and can use your gifts. So what if you serve and find out that it's totally not for you? A few weeks ago, I found out that my microphone was live during the celebration service. And a little birdie told me from watching online that my microphone should not be live in the celebration service. It was like Kaylin and Lori had a backup singer when they really did not need me to be a backup singer. And before you feel sorry for me, I know singing is not my spiritual gift. And that's okay. Teaching Sunday school may not be your spiritual gift. Administration may not be your spiritual gift. Um, there are so many places that may not be the place for you to serve, and that is perfectly fine. But there is a place for you to use your gifts. Sometimes just jumping in and trying is one of the best ways that we can figure it out. 
And, and that's fine if, if you don't land where you need to be at first. I believe God will continue to open doors for you so that you can find a place to serve. If we are all volunteering in some way and find our place, we receive energy where we are gifted. And the body of Christ receives energy and is blessed. And from that, I believe the community, those who do not know Christ, all of those are blessed by our energy and work. The church is not about one person doing everything. It's about all of us coming together in small ways and big ways to be the church. It's about you being engaged in ministry. Regardless of where and how you serve, the message is serve, become engaged, become a part of this church. You will be richly blessed, the church will be richly blessed, and I believe the body outside of this church will be richly blessed. Because we believe in something called the priesthood of all believers. You've heard me say it before, and I will continue to say it. We are all ministers of the gospel. You are a minister of the gospel. Every single one of you are ministers of the gospel. And all of you are needed to play your role in the body of Christ. We are all leaders in the church, and we are all ministers for Christ. Because ministry is not a bench warmer sport. We don't need people to sit on the bench. We need people to get in the game, to be a part of the game, to share the love of God in Jesus Christ. We are to live into the example of ministry of Jesus. Jesus said, I came to serve and not be served. We are servants of the living Lord to do our part. And just think about how wonderful and blessed the church would be if we are doing our part. And if you're tempted to believe that it's just really about one position and one position gets all the glory, think about it this way. On the football field, the quarterback gets all the attention. The quarterback gets all the glory. But let the offensive line have a bad day, and you will see how well the, the quarterback does. It's a team. And so it is with the church. I could stand here and preach a perfect sermon, but if someone was not at the soundboard to run the sound, you wouldn't hear me. I could stand here and preach a perfect sermon, but if, a, if the Jennifers didn't show up in the nursery, then there would be a screaming baby, and the mother and dad couldn't pay attention because they'd be paying attention to their screaming baby, and they would be frazzled. I could preach the best sermon, and if the trustees did not keep up the HVAC units, it could be 101 degrees in here, and no one would be paying attention to my sermon. You see, I could go on and on. Those behind-the-scenes roles are necessary and important, and all of those roles are important as we are the body of Christ. Every way, in any way, God uses you is important to the kingdom of God. So this concludes our sermon series with sports illustrations and God's kingdom. And I landed here because sports seems to be something many people relate to in this area. 
there's a lot of people with a deep love of college football. Jesus spoke in parables about farming and things that related to the folks of, of his time. And he did this so as they farmed, as they scattered seeds, as they were in the vineyard, that they would think about lessons. So I hope as you look at football in the coming months, you think about some of these lessons that we've talked about. And you think about your own life of discipleship. I've learned a lot in this sermon series, and I hope you have too. But I could have gone with anything other than football too, as well. Because Jesus meets us where we are. And there are so many things in life which help us grow in, in discipleship. We just have to have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to be open how God might be leading us. God meets us every day, even through football. And everything he uses to challenge us to be his disciples in our world. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are thankful for the challenge you give to us to, to focus on you fully, to be committed to you, to play our position well, and, and to recruit. God, we are thankful for the opportunities you give us to work with you and to serve you and serve others. Help us as we live as your disciples in this world to to be your body and to reflect your grace and love to a hurting and broken world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we move to our closing song today, if you have a prayer need in your life or would like to unite with First United Methodist Church, know that this communion rail is open and you may come as we stand and sing together.
don't forget the blessing of the animals will be during the Sunday school hour. So grab a cup of coffee, hang out for a few minutes, and join me in the green space. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace.